What happens when your favorite Harry Potter characters get put in slightly more adult situations? The answer is Potterotica. Yep, that's erotic Harry Potter fan fiction. Chances are you've never heard of this, and neither had we. So naturally, we wanted to make a podcast about it. I'm Lindsay Rush. I'm Danny Chapman. And I'm Allie Lefevre, and this is the Potterotica Podcast. Where we read erotic Harry Potter fanfic one chapter each episode. The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, and strong language. Meow. Oh, yeah. We're back, guys. Here we are. We're back to the regular intro. No I'm more s- no s- more Fat Albert singing. Oh, my gosh. I think our normal intro is like, pause, pause. Hey, guys. And then everyone's like... <laughs> nervous, nervous. Yeah. We're great public speakers. We've, we've figured out almost everything else about the podcast. Like, we got rid of, like, a bunch of those weird <laughs> sections, and, like, we simplified. But I don't think this intro is ever going to straighten itself out, which no. is okay. It'll only last for a minute unless we do this and talk about it for three. We should talk about it for three or four. I think people really enjoy this part. I think the part people like about our podcast the best is when we stress about how we just performed two seconds earlier and then when we just talk about our accolades. Yeah. Is that what big, you guys, big podcasts don't even mention. They're not like, we were featured in blah, 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 blah. They just like do the podcast. But we're like, guess what? Guess what? We're famous now. Oh, man. Sorry, sorry for these voices. Um, well, well, we are famous now. Yeah, we are. Well, let's talk about some of the fun things we have going on or just had going on. Um, I was just at PotterCon Detroit, and I want to give a shout by out. Herself. <laughs> oh my god, what a jam! All by myself. <laughs> That's what she was just singing in the corner. They're like, this booth is odd. <laughs> Crying, just a single tear. Um, it was awesome. You guys were so fun. You guys went ape shit over the photo section. We had a so much photo fun. booth. We had a photo sort booth of. with really fun signs that were we had people hold up, and it's all over our Instagram. But people were like taking hilarious photos with their friends and in front of our sign. What was and, uh, an- what was something you saw that you were sort of stuck at the booth the whole time? Did you get to explore and see anything cool? Um, I mean, there was all sorts of vendors there. There were people that were, they're selling all sorts of stuff, like everything from coffee mugs to like, uh, cards, but there was, uh, they had like live readings and they had like a photo shoot where you could be like a prisoner of Azkaban. They had a, people were playing chess, like people were legitimately playing a chess game that was lasting like a very significant amount of time that people were dedicated to. So, um, well, because it's life or death. If it's done right. So I also would be that dedicated. Yeah. It was, you know, it was like they were in, you know, the Philosopher's Stone and like enacting it at that point. It was just hilarious. But uh, yeah, there was thousands of people there schnazzed out in all of their Were most people swag. dressed up? Oh, yeah. That's probably the only person not in like a full costume. Here's the thing. We're fans. But we do fanship our own way, and yeah. I think that's fine. I kept it mild. We can be fans and not be dressed up. Yeah, I had We're a, playing hard to get with fandom. Personally? <laughs> 
I just all I had on was uh, overalls, obviously my my <laughs> my outfit of choice. It's kind of scary when you start with all I had on was. I'm like, oh god, we sent her to represent. <laughs> To be fair, we do record in full Harry Potter magical lingerie. It just it doesn't travel well. Yeah, yeah, so like outside of these walls, no. Yeah. Especially if you keep it Ziploc in a special case. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, very delicate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had a great time. And uh, we're excited because we're going to be coming to uh, back to our hometown, Chicago, for PotterCon on June 3rd and 4th. So we'll be around everyone with these accents. Yeah. <laughs> talk about Harry Potter. Nasal. We'll really double down on the nasal. I noticed my accent when I was just listening to last week's episode. I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. There, there it is. is. There um, she is. So if you're in Chicago, stop by our booth. We're going to have uh, same photo booths. You can take pictures. Uh you can meet us, which I don't know is underrated, but we'll be there. We'll be there. Speak for yourself, sir. I leap off the Lindsay, microphone. Lindsay is, is a presence, a force to reckon yeah. with. Oh, I'm um, going have my own private PR line. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you and can I'll be selling. Take photos with yeah. Allie. You <laughs> can, oh, my God. You can uh, buy shirts. We're going to sell shirts. We're going to sell stickers. It'll be a great time. I'll be personally... Uh, Dabbing the sweat off your foreheads and yeah. making you glisten the whole time as Great. your personal assistant. We'll be signing boobs and stuff. <laughs> so. That's what I picture. We'll be signing Wang. Um, we, whoa. <laughs> signing Wang. <laughs> has, anyone, has anyone done that yet? Sir, I'm going to need I'm you to get sure. hard, harder. Uh, it's hard to sign. Harder. Thank you. You're a little classic. <laughs> Lindsay, you start little... reading one of the stories. Uh, and he's hard enough. Uh, we also, we mentioned it last week. I guess last last week we had our interview with Huffington Post um, with the lovely Claire. I don't remember her last name right now. Claire Fallon. Claire Fallon. Uh, Claire, you're great. Was is like has been reading, I think fan Harry Potter fanfic from a certain age, but then erotic Harry Potter fanfic since she was like seventeen or eighteen. She's like a pro. Yeah. So it was so cool to talk to her, just about that whole universe and what we're doing here and. She's going to be writing this up in honor of the 20th anniversary coming up June. In June. In June. So, yeah, it was a blast. Claire, if you're listening, I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. I've started listening to Claire on a weekly basis, uh, not to cross over too many fandoms, but she has a very funny Bachelor at Bachelor and Bachelorette podcast called That's right. Here to Make Friends. So, perfect. Tune in right after this. Yeah, because the Bachelorette's. Back now. Back now. Night. I've been following you along on Twitter, Claire. You are a riot. What, what would, all, what's, the, all the best updates. What would be amazing is like to see Draco. You know, like we know these characters in these sexual situations. <gasps> Draco as the Bachelor. Honestly, he would be the top four percent because these guys suck. Dude, they, I had a friend on the Bachelor, or uh, he was uh, one of the guys on the Bachelorette, and he got bumped for the first episode. Ouch! <laughs> for some guy who was an idiot, probably because that's all she picked yesterday. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> you seem Claire, call me. <laughs> you seem Claire should write that though. Those are her two worlds. Yeah. I don't know if she writes erotic fanfic, but she should write Claire Draco as the Bachelor. Yes. Claire's like, please stop talking about me. So, <laughs> now said Claire like she's, seventeen times. She has out her home address. <laughs> she has a restraining order now. <laughs> um, we get certified mail in about thirteen minutes. Uh, so. Obviously, Claire was great. We have another friend, Jenny, who we'll be speaking with on Thursday of the week that this airs. So Jen, Jen. June 1st, if you get SiriusXM, 
Uh, we will be on the Jenny McCarthy show, Sex, Drugs, and Funny. No. Nope. Oh, my God. That Can was we... real? That was real attempt? <laughs> oh, my God. Stop. Is this joke? It's called... It's called... It's called... <laughs> dirty... It's called Dirty, Sexy, Wait. and Funny. No, we have to. <laughs> Danny is signaling to cut, but we're not going to No, we're not going to cut If me chirping, me getting angry about the chirping birds last week stays, this... It's called Dirty, Sexy, Funny. Oh, no. It's called Sex, Money, Rock and Roll, Humor. <laughs> that was adorable. It's Ooh. called LOL and Jenny, Sex. Jenny over now. Sorry, the, the band on my leg just took over. I do not know what just happened. Oh, Jenny's going to tune into this right before she interviews us and cancel. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll be talking to her. She's interviewing. I think we're like calling guests on her SiriusXM radio mm-hmm. show. So guys, we're just taking off, and so that's what we just wanted to pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> just kidding. I think we just want you to listen, right? Is that what we're saying? This? We're trying to prove to you we're worth listening to. <laughs> Dad, are you listening? Oh God, I hope you're not. We just want your validation. Speaking of Dad, are you listening? I was uh, listening to the episode that today and just thinking, do you guys ever just stop and think like? Would you just die if your parents were listening <laughs> to, to you talk about these things? My mom is die? listening. You would not? No. And no. you would not? No. Great. The only prude of the, <laughs> the cafeteria. My dad tells me he's so proud. He <laughs> listens? Oh, yeah. My mom he listens to you talk about these, read these words. My mom thinks it's hilarious. I tell my mom it's about romance novels. <laughs> 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 They're not erotic fanfic. It's like romance fanfic. And even then she's like, oh, my. <laughs> Well, when she tunes in, she's oh gonna be. It's gonna be a rude awakening. Luckily, she's not on social media at all. She can never find it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, she's not tuning into Jenny McCarthy on Dirty, Sexy, Funny on Channel One Hundred and Nine on Sirius XM Stars. <laughs> totally redeemed. Save it. <laughs> Thank God. What is it that you said? I don't know. Ignore it. <laughs> He's so embarrassed. <laughs> so happy. Danny never makes mistakes. Said oral fornication. And- <laughs> Heroin. It's called uh, boobs, dick, funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then next is it? We got oh. our voicemail. Oh or as I like to call it, the howler portion. Oh. Uh, you know no, what happens when we name things too much? You know, I like I like that though. That's a good one. The we'll howler. see if it sticks. If you send more howlers, we'll keep calling it the howler section. You guys. It's true. That's how you can. What's our it? number? Just as a. We will. <laughs> they both looked at me as if I had it memorized. <laughs> Allie, get the birds. Okay, well, we'll post it on the Instagram. It's on Instagram. It's on Instagram. Scroll scroll back. We'll post it again. Sorry, I didn't mean it. It's like so rude. The number is scroll the fuck back. <laughs> we don't feel like looking. Okay, so, so we're going to play it, right? We're going to play our first, first, call in. first call in by a gentleman named Brian. Hey, Poderotica folks. Uh, this is Brian. I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. Um, I just wanted to bring up something a little delicate about an episode from a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't really know how to say this, but I think in the episode, maybe it's season two, episode four, where Draco and Hermione are in the um, prefix bathroom, I think that maybe Draco went in the back door without <laughs> you guys noticing. Um, 
I think there were some clues. It wasn't specifically said, but there seemed to be some clues, and that's at least how I was hearing it as you guys read it. But you guys never quite brought it up. So I just wanted to maybe clarify or, or have you guys maybe reread it and see if if it seems like maybe <laughs> he did. I also can't stop laughing now, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> So perceptive. (laughs) Wow. So So we did look into this. Yes, and because we missed this completely. Brian, I cannot believe that no one else told us this. So we uh, so I reached out to McTwist and he confirmed that yes, that was an anal scene. And we completely missed it. We were I think it was the also the first I have the text, so I could could reread it, but I looked back, and it was the first time she referred to her private parts as a joy box. So I think we got really caught up in joy box. Joy yeah. box. Yeah. So we assumed joy box was vagina. It was because she said it sure beats the joy box. Oh, like it's oh, much better. Yes, than. that beats the joy. Yes. Okay. Uh, we got so excited by I the joy think box. Maybe we're wrong about that too. But like, it was in the pool when she's on her knees, and it said that she like had her ass in the air yeah. waiting. Anyway, there's all these clues now, but... Yeah, I remember when we read it, there was a part of me that thought it could have been anal, but I was like, that seems way too early on in the story to go right to anal, but... This, this was this was not an M. Night Shyamalan, didn't see this coming. We just were really <laughs> focused on yeah. the Joy Box. Um, when we talk about Joy Box, that's like, we're like a one-track mind. Yeah. Well, thank you, Brian, for calling in. That was amazing. I love it so much. I looked up the number, so if you oh, <laughs> didn't like the aggressive uh, go find it yourself, <laughs> grab a pen, you fools, you lazy schmucks. And the number is 872-216-0881, which is also the numbers for 872 No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be so just great if it was. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Oh 872-216-0881. Leave us a voicemail. Yay. Whoop. So now that Brian dipped way back into the Pensieve, should we quickly dip into the most recent Pensieve? Yeah, so let's do it. Danny, you're a Pensieve guru. Mm-hmm. So we left off last with uh, Draco and Hermione in the library. Draco demanded his kiss, but it was mm-hmm. no ordinary kiss. It was a kiss from her vagina. Yeah, her joy and box. Her, her bushy, her bushy joy box. Her bushy joy box. So she is uh, exposed. He pulls out his wand. Lindsay thinks he's going to insert it, but instead he <laughs> casts an incantation that is kind of a, a hot, sexy, to the touch spell where he like kind of burns her, but it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Like Ricky her, Martin her in so his good. Live in La Vida Loca video. Burns so good. <laughs> like everyone remembers. <clears throat> and then um, he gets on his knees and uh, speaks into her joy box mm-hmm. for a few minutes until she comes. It's all great. Mm-hmm. He goes to say it's his turn. She's like, hold on, buddy. Give me a minute. I don't have my time turn on me. I'm not ready. He says, hold on. Brings out the black ribbon, wraps around her thigh, and basically puts her, I think we called it a... You called it, not a sock block, a... Cock. A cock absorber. Cock yeah, absorber. Cock absorber. So he was having his way with her. <laughs> she was kind of 
in the moment, because she was, like, able to look at him, eating popcorn. But she was numb. Like, she couldn't feel anything. So we were a little icked out by that. I'm still, I have to say, that was such a wands down for me that I haven't yet recovered. My (laughs) wand is so, it is completely down. Yeah. Whoa. I know. Yes. (laughs) That's my wand. High high quality sound effects. So he goes, I'm going to release it. Are you ready? And she says... Do your worst, Draco? Is that what she says? Yep. And so now we're about to find out what is his worst. Because he's I mean, into it pretty seems bad like things. It's like she, he's about to, like, unle- we, decided, we decided we think he's about to take the black cloth off and unleash her orgasm. With, I thought the spell would have been better if he did that right as he was coming so they could come together. Yeah. Come together right now on this desk. <laughs> on Slughorns. <laughs> Okay, so cool, let's do it. Yeah, Allie. All right, let's dive in. He pulled out his wand again and flicked it, and the black cloth, whatever the fuck it was, disappeared. And suddenly she slammed her arms down into the table, and she was screaming screaming herself hoarse, (laughs) writhing and screaming and having the most intense orgasm she had ever experienced in all her years alive. She remembered feeling as though her head would explode as her eyes rolled up into her head and her vision was lost. Everything went black. No. Oh my gosh, she blacked out. (laughs) This is like a good night of drinking. Wow. She awoke on the cool stone floor what felt like some time later. Draco was crouching over her, fully dressed once more. He's such a dick. Her skirt's still, like, in the stack somewhere, and he's just like, yo, you up? And moaning Myrtle. Eating a sandwich. (laughs) That took you a while. (laughs) He had at least had the courtesy to toss the clothing over top of her to protect at least that much of her modesty. She sat up, the T-shirt falling away, her chest exposed again. She didn't care. What the fuck just happened to me, she demanded. You told me do my worst, Draco smiled. So I did. She glared at him, clearly not satisfied with his explanation. He continued, That spell constricts your orgasm. You witness the effects yourself. Any sexual pleasure you may receive while under the effects of the spell is stored in the darkness that clung there to your leg. It gave you time to recover while I could have my way. Generally, to avoid a scene like what just happened, you can release the spell gradually, allowing the pleasure to wash back in. But, since you asked so kindly, I decided to oblige, and I made everything return at once. Wow. Hermione wasn't necessarily complaining. It had been dangerous and reckless of him, but it had been the best orgasm of her life. She was able to berate him further when two people burst through the doorway, (gasps) both of them armed with wands, Cho Chang and Roger Davies were quite stunned to see Draco Malfoy <laughs> crouched over a partially nude Hermione Granger. Oh my gosh. Hermione grabbed wildly for the t-shirt as Cho Chang looked away in embarrassment. Davies didn't bother averting his gaze and instead grinned lazily. <laughs> of course. I would like to say that this is as bad for women as it is for men. Like, like all the guys are drooling anytime they see a tit. Oh. All the girls showing their tits. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the girls be showing their tits. They be showing their tits to everybody. We heard screaming and thought someone was hurt, Cho Chang said, eyes burning holes in the floor, <laughs> the blush clear on her cheeks. 
Nope, Draco replied hastily, and Hermione looked on in mortification. Just really great sex. Oh, wow, he just owned it. Wow. Oh, no, I found Hermione here touching herself <laughs> naked on the floor. <laughs> naked on the front of Slughorn. I came to make fun of her, mudblood. <laughs> Dr- Hermione and Moaning Myrtle were <laughs> hammering their way with each know, other. Some guy just ran out. Who, I don't know who he was. <laughs> Slughorn sneaks away at the desk. Er, he er, had a er, big er. penis, though, by the way she was screaming. <laughs> I don't know. Must, must have really done a good job at sex. Hermione wanted to crawl into a hole and never come out again. She punched Draco on the arm with all the force she could muster. But Cho Chang had already darted from the room. Roger Davies <laughs> gave her a quick wink and strolled out after Cho, grinning. Never again in the library, Hermione <laughs> snapped at him. Are you telling me there's going to be a next time? Draco asked coyly. Well, unless you feel that Pansy would be a better shag. Hermione yeah, he, tra- what about me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hermione trailed off, gathering her books into her bag. Draco just gave her a look, and they strolled out of the library together. The June haze was rapidly beginning to work its way into the heads of students at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Thoughts of summer consumed them, and the end of the term drew even closer. Hey, it's like real time. That's what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. The trio, however, had greater concerns. It was another balmy June morning, with all the promise of intense heat later on in the day. Harry, Ron, and Hermione sat in the Great Hall for breakfast, though they were hardly eating. The news that Harry would be accompanying Dumbledore on the search for the Horcrux had had the trio talking since trying to guess what it would be and where it would be hidden. It really puts, like, things in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> like, this oh. whole time they were having sex in the library, all so well, everything was turning <laughs> He said Voldemort liked to make his horcruxes personal things, right? Hermione asked. Harry nodded his assent. Well then, doesn't it stand to reason that it might be something from the orphanage? What if he returned there? Pretended to be interested in adoption, maybe, and they didn't recognize him. You really think he just decided to make a horcrux in the middle of an orphanage? Ron asked. Well, no, but he doesn't have to, does he? He could have made it already and was just looking for a place to hide it. They considered this while the post came in. In the usual cacophony of owls, however, Hermione noticed something strange. A silvery owl was headed straight for her, a letter in hand. It didn't look familiar, and it couldn't be one of the Daily Prophet's owls. What if the rest of this chapter is just like a normal... <laughs> normal day at Hogwarts. It's, like, it's just like word for word, and we forgot that this is the chapter. God, I'm worried what this owl's going to say. <clears throat> she watched it curiously as it came to a graceful landing on the edge of the table. It held out its long leg, turning its beak toward... <laughs> I mean, I added the long leg. Picture the really sexy owl stretching its leg. <laughs> we're, we're reading along and it does not say long. <laughs> like the bird from last week. Fetish. I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. It stretched out its long, long. shapely leg. With n- pantyhose pulls ever so gently. She's an owl in like stocking. <laughs> Sorry. Oh god, I'm gonna uh, get one of my laughing jacks. Okay. Turning its <laughs> Sorry, okay. Turning its large breast up to the ceiling. <laughs> Shaking its titties and everyone's face. Uh, Turning its beak up toward the ceiling, as though it disdained the idea of having a person remove the letter. Hermione freed it and the bird barely glanced her way before taking flight once more. 
She turned the letter over in her hands. It was unmarked, and the envelope left unsealed. She risked a glance at Harry and Ron, neither of whom had noticed her. <laughs> Both of whom were comatose, per usual. <laughs> usual. Barely awake. Just like weekend at Bernie's style. Like, guys. As Ron was reading aloud from a letter he had just received from Charlie, she quickly ripped the letter out of the envelope and looked it over. The cold, meticulous script stared back at her. Only a single line was written on the page in deep blue ink. Meet tonight on the seventh floor at 12.30 if you want to keep your secret. Oh, shoot. Uh-oh. Who is it? it? We don't know who it is. Oh. It's either going to be Cho or Davies, don't you think? Or or, or Pansy. Or it's, maybe Slug it's room. Draco that got, like, the hookup with Pansy and mm. Cho. This could get into crazy territory. No, it sounds, it's not Draco. It sounds like someone who, like, knows about she and Draco. Okay. Her heart rose into her throat. She'd forgotten, or rather tried to forget, that she had been walked in on because that they had heard her screaming at the top of her lungs during orgasm. <laughs> the humiliation and the fear was enough to make her blush involuntarily at the table. She took a deep breath and read through the message a few more times, but still couldn't discern whether it was Cho or Roger Davies. The writing was almost in black letters. It was impossible to say who wrote it. She suspected Davies, the pervert... <laughs> She like sighed. I'm Roger Davies, the pervert. You know. <laughs> Quidditch, birth. <laughs> Ever heard of me? She sighed and folded the message and she sighed and folded the message away. Why can't I read that line? She sighed. She, she sighed. And with her long leg. With her long leg. <laughs> the message she sighed and folded the message away. Hermione resolved to go. She had no choice. Regardless of who it was or what they wanted, she had to go or her romance with Draco Malfoy would become public. It's Rita Skeeter. <laughs> <gasps> She's a beetle. That's right. It could be Rita Skeeter. She sneaks in. That'd never know. Ah, uh, skeet, skeet, Rita Skeeter. Oh, no, skeet, skeet. <laughs> and the chances are that she would be killed immediately. She shuddered to think of how Lucius Malfoy would react if he knew what his son was doing with a muggle-born girl. Whoa, she really thinks she'd be killed for this? I mean, I Thanks. doubt it. The day passed without incident for Hermione. Strangely, Draco wasn't present for any of her classes. She wondered what he was doing, if he was sick or just skipping, and whether this would affect her chances of getting some tonight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Priorities. I hope he's not too sick to stick it in me. <laughs> She's like, oh my gosh, I hope he's okay and he still wants to pleasure me. I mean, I shaved my bush for nothing. <laughs> Hermione would never admit it, but she needed Draco now. Life without him inside her wasn't life after all. Wow, teens. Again, so dramatic. Just, again, like, they're, like, talking about horcruxes and how he's going to, like, have to, like, Harry could get right. killed. And she's like, but also, I need to get some. <laughs> this, this is it why must she be was, really good penis. This is why she was so clear-headed on their horcrux journey. Right. <laughs> she halted her thought process there. Not a good idea to get that worked up when there's nothing to be done about it. Regardless, she sighed at the thought of going a night unfulfilled. Really, Hermione? She thought. Control yourself. You don't need to have sex with Draco Malfoy every night to feel alive. But she did. <laughs> she couldn't lie to herself. When she was with him, she felt better than she ever had in her life. It was incomparable. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought back to the owl thing for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm going to, uh, for everybody, I'm going to Photoshop a sexy owl. <laughs> with like one Betty like, Boop I tried. I'm like reading along and I saw that you put the word long in and I was like, let it go. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
It was incomparable. She didn't understand him, and she didn't want to, just as long as it meant they could keep this up. She didn't even want to think about the long summer alone. What Elsa- was, sorry, what was in the mirror of error said for her? Did she ever look into it? She never looked into it. Okay. I don't think she did. Well, no, so Carrie only... just had parents, and then it's just her, like, right. porn, like, getting slammed <laughs> in the ass. It's like Draco. That's <laughs> embarrassing. That's a hysterical image. <laughs> That's all I want. Elsewhere in the castle, Harry was finishing his last class of the day. He stepped out into the crowded hallway with Ron at his side. Binz is mad if he thinks I'm going to do all that, Ron said, groaning about the heaps of homework they had been assigned. Why the bloody hell are we even taking his class still? Harry muttered. His scowl deepened further when he saw someone approaching them across the hall. It was Roger Davies, his usual careless smirk replaced by an odd seriousness. Davies looks like he'd plow through the whole hall just to get to you, Harry muttered. He's probably just busy concentrating on not running into anything. Takes all his brain power, Ron whispered back. Harry stifled a snicker as Davies approached. He took one quick, disdainful look at them before he said... Tell Scarhead to take a hike. Whoa. I like that a lot. Wow. (laughs) He needs a little uh, ego deflation. Whatever you want from me, Harry can hear about it, Ron said firmly. Davies glanced at Harry and sighed. I'm not going to tell you anything more, but I know something you don't know. Something the both of you would be very interested in knowing. You'd best ask your friend Hermione about it, as I have an appointment in the third floor bathroom with Miss Weasley. Oh, dang. He's telling Ron that he's about to bone his sister. Check the calendar invite. Location inside Miss Weasley. <laughs> okay, wow. Davies is the new Blaze, guys. He is. Poor like, Blaze. Third tier character. Blaze? You guys, do we think we're going to hear from Blaze at all in the rest yeah, of the story? Yeah, I think he's going to come back. Yeah. Okay. Well, he People probably got Blaze. pushed by Roger on the way over. Mm-hmm. But if he kind of kept hearing, like, just totally random. Roger, push that blade blast Blaze Savini to get to Ron. He departed with a wink before Harry could curse him. It was no secret that Harry didn't like Roger Davies. Everyone had always assumed it was because Cho Chang had hooked up with him after Harry. But in reality, it was because he had been hitting Ginny at every opportunity he got. Okay, you guys are right. I was wrong. I'll acknowledge it. We knew. And since they played Quidditch against each other, those opportunities arose a lot more than Harry would like. Ron stood there spluttering, his entire head turning tomato-like in hue. They went to have dinner that evening to find Davies there as well. He grinned at them, and Harry fought the urge to hex him across the room. What the hell did he know, and why did he think Hermione would know about it? So Harry and Hermione... (laughs) They think she's so innocent, they can't even fathom that it's about her. They're just like, "Who who told Hermione the secret? Uh, guys, she is the secret. Well, also, like, they're probably going through and, like, her alibi is that she was trying to find this last horcrux, so how right. could she possibly have time right. for any other drama? Can we also just assess the fact or just acknowledge the fact that, uh, since when did Roger Davies become such a stud in Hogwarts? I don't, I can't even picture him. He's, like, a little shit. Yeah, is he, like, stud Maybe he got hot. Maybe he, maybe, maybe he pulled he, a Neville. Maybe he pulled an Oliver Wood. Mmm. So Harry and Ron proceeded to fill Hermione in on Davy's cryptic message. She felt cold panic through her veins. She knew that he was testing her, so it must be him, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't dare tell them. Maybe this was just a bluff to scare her into giving him what he wanted. But she knew that she couldn't assume that. This is a warning, and if she didn't show up tonight, she would be fucked. And not literally. 
<laughs> she can manage that. <laughs> that she likes. So, Harry said, finishing the story, what the hell was he talking about? Hermione's eyes went wide, her mind elsewhere. She forgot that she was supposed to be making up a story. She stumbled. Um, I really don't know. I think he's trying to make it sound like I know something about, er, Ginny. He's just trying to get back at you guys because he's an asshole Ravenclaw. Like Allie. I I resent that. Harry gritted his teeth. I'm going to hex that slime ball into a slime ball. Ooh, Harry, personality. No. Ron made similar threatening remarks. Hermione <laughs> wasn't really... You be bothered to actually make them. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, Ron echoed, I agree. <laughs> lamely. <laughs> Me too. Slimer baller. Yeah, same. Hermione wasn't really listening. She was too relieved that they hadn't suspected her lie. The night passed slowly, agonizingly. Hermione attempted to just... To dist- <laughs> Hermione attempted to just... Dist- <laughs> what is You're wrong adding an extra... <laughs> Okay. Hermione attempted to just try the speech to distract. It's hard. It's not hard. What the hell is wrong with me? Hermione attempted to distract herself with homework, but this wouldn't do. She was caught, blindsided by Davy's treachery, and helpless to the slow burn of her need for Draco. Damn both of them, she thought. She hated that she had somehow become dependent on both of them. Draco for having sex, and Davy's for keeping his mouth shut. <laughs> what f- more could a girl want? <laughs> <laughs> one for keeping his mouth full, and one for keeping his mouth shut. <laughs> the former was a common occurrence, and the latter was entirely impossible. Great. Harry and Ron went off to bed around 11. <laughs> she made an excuse about continuing, <laughs> continuing to work, which they, of course, bought. No one ever questioned Hermione when it came to homework. It was about time she took advantage of that, she thought. She tried to continue doing homework. But when she found herself checking her watch every minute and a half, she decided to continue knitting spew garments. Yes. <gasps> Do you think that when she was wearing her too small underwear, it was accidentally like uh, an, elf, an elf underwear? <laughs> Elf underpants. <laughs> Elf underpants. <laughs> That's why they're so small. They're supposed to be for Dobby, so but they're pretty sexy. <laughs> <laughs> She'd given up on the possibility of actually improving the house elves' conditions long ago, but it was still a nice excuse to do some knitting, something she found quite relaxing. She found herself blinking, her vision flitting between the needles in front of her and darkness. The last thing Hermione remembered was resting the needles against the chair. She blinked again, checked the time, 12.20. She went to pick up her needles again before her eyes flew back open to her watch. 12.20? Fuck! She'd fallen asleep. Hermione practically jumped out of her chair and raced to the portrait hole, cursing herself. She had ten minutes or less to get to the seventh floor, or Davies would rat. She knew he wouldn't wait for her. If she wasn't there at exactly 12.30, he'd be gone. She whispered harshly at the fat lady to wake up, and she did, and rather reluctantly allowed her to step through, and then she ran for the staircase. Hogwarts was a school that was an absolute nightmare if you were in a hurry. She fiercely envied Harry right now, with his masterful command of the secret passageways and shortcuts of the castle. She was stuck on the stairs, which had decided to reverse direction. (laughs) (laughs) I bet I'd be there by now if, if he was navigating, she thought sourly. But she couldn't possibly bring Harry into this under any circumstances. 
He didn't need any more incentive to kill Draco. And really, did she? It also would have taken him like three hours to be caught up on this. Oh my God. So I'm sleeping with Draco. Wait, what? (laughs) Here's the No, no, no. Hold on. It all started with Amortensia. I'm sorry, what? It started with Blaze. Who's Blaze? (laughs) (laughs) He one of our classmates. It's 1237 I've missed. (laughs) After all the things he'd done to her, here she was, desperately fighting for the right to keep shagging him. Before this thought could go any further, however, the staircase stopped with a jolt, and she rushed onto the seventh floor, not even pausing to check her watch. Davies was waiting there, around the corner, out of sight. She heard her coming and stepped out into the hall. She was tempted to curse him and flee back to Gryffindor Tower, but she took a deep breath and steadied herself instead. It would do her no good to curse Davies. That would only turn him against her. She had to find out what he wanted from her. She had a suspicion twisting around in her stomach, and she hoped she was wrong. I have the same suspicion, Uh, and I I hope we're all wrong. I was hoping that you'd show up, he grinned, when she approached him. She scowled in reply, standing with her arms folded across her chest. What do you want? She snarled at him. He raised his hands. Now hear me out. You know that I know exactly what you and young Malfoy have been getting up to. Do you? Hermione shot back. Do you have any proof? You don't have anything. You saw something. But there could have been plenty of logical explanations. Davy stood there, listening to Hermione's desperate attempts at rationalization. His grin grew wider as she spoke. Finally, Hermione glared at him. What? See, this is the best part, Granger. I don't need to be logical. I don't need to have proof. Show them evidence. This is gossip. If I let this go to the right people, it'll have spread around the school in a matter of hours. There doesn't have to be any truth behind it. Also, like, what excuse is she going to come up for to be totally naked in the library with Draco? Right, like, that's just as bad of a rumor. Like, he could still say, I found the two of them naked, or like, you know? Yeah. Oh, I was making a potion, it spilled on me, it got everywhere, Draco went, got the safety kit, you right. know, and then I got naked, and... Yeah. That's what I would have said. <laughs> that's my best that's excuse. A good, that's a good excuse. Thanks. I've worked, it's worked a couple times so far, so... <laughs> got me a lot, of a, a lot of sticky situations. A lot of library excursions I've gotten out of in that one. That's bullshit, Hermione replied, but she knew it sounded half-hearted. Davy shook his head slowly, still smiling. He began to recite... Someone once said, people are stupid. Given proper motivation, almost anyone will believe almost anything because people are stupid. They will believe a lie because they want to believe it's true or because they are afraid it might be true. Is that a Wayne Gretzky? <laughs> that's, a Trump, that's a Trump philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what Sean Spicer wakes up and recites to himself every day. <sighs> so true. <laughs> The logic of what he had said stopped Hermione cold. The possibilities all suddenly rushed into her mind, and it nearly dropped her to her knees. The students would believe anything, especially when it came to Draco Malfoy. And where would that get her? She'd be a social pariah. And then what if Lucius found out? Surely he would. The students would all tell their parents. Word (laughs) would get around. She'd be dead. You know, when there was a, a sexy rumor going on at high school, the first thing you did was be like, Mom, Dad, guess what? No one would go home and tell their parents about boning. I mean, why is she so concerned about Lucius? I she feel like she's gonna kill her because she's a mudblood. I know, but I feel like mm. would Draco tell his dad? I feel like Draco would be worried about repercussions. Dad, too. no, I'm in love with the mudblood. <laughs> I'm in love she's with She's thinking the, mud blood. the kids would tell their parents, and the parents would tell Lucius. Not that Draco would tell Lucius. Oh, okay. <sighs> they get that email, that PTA email that goes around for Hogwarts. All right, they're like, yeah, <laughs> some 
So STDs are spreading, and we think it started with Hermione Granger. There'd be lots of howlers going out. She looked at him and then said slowly, What do you want from me? He smiled. Not much. I just want in on what Draco's getting. No! That was Allie's one flying down. It's so down. It's been mega down. Hermione realized she'd been holding her breath. She let it out with a sigh and then sucked another one in deeply. She felt sick. This is what she'd been dreading. What do you mean? She said weakly. One time only. A threesome with Cho. (gasps) That's all. Do that and I'll forget this ever happened. Oh, is that all? You couldn't keep your mouth shut to save your life, she said, gritting her teeth. Well, it's not really like you have a choice, do you? So what's it going to be, said Davies, his voice growing more pointed. Hermione pulled out her wand and pointed it at Davies. You wouldn't dare. He smiled at her, mocking. Do what you will. Unless you hex my lips off, you can't stop me from letting the whole world know how Draco Malfoy makes you scream. She took a step forward, her wand wavering. He let out a small laugh. There's nothing you can do. No, but there are oh so many things I can do. A voice growled behind him. (gasps) He whipped around and there was Draco Malfoy striding toward him with his wand pointed straight at Davies. My hero! Oh, my God. Merlin's beard. Oh, Draco that's then the chapter, by the way. Oh, yeah, that's the end. <laughs> the end. Draco to the damn rescue. Well, I'm impressed. That's super sexy. My wand just how do reached you even, to the ceiling. How do you know? You guys, this chapter had zero sex. But intrigue. Galore. Tons of intrigue. So much intrigue. Tons of intrigue. Wow. Stupid Davies. Davies bones Ginny and Cho, but the threesome he wanted was Cho and Hermione, not Ginny and Hermione. So Cho was on board. So like, Cho, get your shit together. Chugga, 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 Cho, Cho. Yeah, Cho just wants to chang bang everyone. (laughs) Want to have have a threesome with Hermione? Sure. Sure. Meep. Um, Wow, guys. Okay, start it off. Lefevre. When the episode ends, check your underpants. Are you ones up, up or down? Down. down? That song is really, we sound really bad. <laughs> I would disagree. It's personally me. I don't know how to sing. So. No, I, but I love it so much. But it's, it's hard on the ears. We're like, is that a fifth harmony? We're like third harmony. <laughs> Not in harmony. <laughs> Sans harmony. We're called out of tune, but I love it. Um, I I don't feel, I feel like my wand is neither because there was no sex to be had. Although, if it had to be something, it's up because of Draco's heroics. It's up. Mine is up. Draco coming to and the rescue. He, and he said, he like was straight up when Davies and Cho asked. He just said like, great sex. So I like it. He's taking the yeah, high All right, He, he owned me. it. He's there to rescue his damsel. I'm into it. I like it. I like this, like, heroic Draco right now. It's getting me all hot and bubbled. Hot what and pottered. What if it starts off, because he's like, oh, there's so many things I could do. And he's like, me, you, threesome with Chang, and then still is bad. Okay. That wouldn't be so bad. Then I'll have to go, then I'll have to start next episode with one. Sorry to be such a pessimist. Oh, my God. Wait, you said downer? downer? No, it's up. It's up. I'm just trying to defect. <laughs> okay, that's okay. To be a um, that was intense. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Wow. A lot I, of 
I thought if anyone was going to be, like, interrupting things or, like, calling them out, it was going to be Pansy. Remember we thought she yeah, would? Yeah. She quoted him at one point. was like, who are you sleeping with? Yeah. Yeah, we got to find out where that goes. Um, but. I'm feeling good. That was really good. Okay. So let us know. Yeah. We'll post our typical Wednesday mm-hmm. poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will also post a picture of the very sexy owl that Allie was imagining <laughs> when she. The owl uh, struck out its long, long, long damn. Luxur- <laughs> damn. Damn, owl. Owl makes you howl. Mm, girl. Mm. So that was fun. Uh, yeah. I think Thank that's you guys. all we have to say. Yeah, again, thanks for being here. We love you. This Je- is the most fun we have. Jenny McCarthy on Thursday, the first. Let's hear it. What is it? Dirty, sexy, funny. There you go. Channel 109, <laughs> around 1020. Serious Radio. <laughs> thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jenny. Bye. Thank you, guys. Love you. Bye. For more erotic goodness, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Poderotica Podcast, or join our private Facebook group, The Poderotics. For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit us at PoderoticaPodcast.com. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you're subscribed, and if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice. Ten points for nice reviews.